Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for coming in, joining us. And Popping by to listen to us ramble for 45 minutes. Yep. It's the best 45 minutes of our day. Can't say the same for you. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. That's uh, jury's out. But you chose to be here. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to start today off by talking about uh, my new favorite show on Netflix, uh, Alice in Borderland. Lizzie refuses to watch just it. Rolled. Well, to be fair, I, I'm very basic with the shows that I'll watch, like very basic yep. and boring. I don't, I don't do complex stuff. At the end of the day, <laughs> I do not want to have to think about what I'm watching. I don't like to think. No, there's no thinking that needs to be involved with watching television. But Johnny, on the other hand, loves to think at the end of the day for some odd reason. I don't stop working at the end of the day. No. Yeah, I know. I dream about work. Mm-hmm. I dream about work too. Um, so now you guys know. Uh, I just started the second season. I'm super excited because I will be watching some more today. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty excited because you is coming back out. That's what I'm excited for. We just finished uh, that 90s show. <laughs> if, you, if you guys haven't seen uh, the clip on Fox about the interview and the guy talking about the show you and oh, yeah, whatever her so name funny. is, just going ballistic like on him. I Laura Ingram or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that, that I know much about hilarious. it, but I've seen that clip so many times. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean you? I didn't have... I saw it on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You is really good though. That I'll think about creepy stuff I'll think about murders you know I'll think about but don't make me watch like yeah gentlemen I actually had a conversation um, with someone else about this that women watch these like snapped shows right and this crazy ass shit and uh, they're planning right they're just we just do it so you know at all times to uh, stay in line <laughs> they're ready they're doing we know research <laughs> No, I think a lot of it is like, how do we not get killed out there? <laughs> um, I, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, we should do do a uh, podcast on that. How to not get killed out there? Well, okay. Well, I guess safety of, is a realtor. Yeah, yeah like, one of our agents one. called me about that. And they're like, so what do we do? And I'm like, okay, we'll go through this. Like, there's a process. Recently? Yeah. Oh. Yesterday. Oh. Mm-hmm. I did not. You didn't tell me that. You didn't ask. I'm very big on safety. Well, I wouldn't have known. Hey, Johnny, did any of our agents talk to you about safety yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so what we are we talking about? We communicate really well. No, Somehow we're podcast she hosts. She called me this morning. At first, it was, it, was a, it was a text message with dot, dot, dot at the end. And then I mm-hmm. called her and she just burst out into tears. And Guys, like, oh I am like 9,000 months pregnant right now. <laughs> and I can't eat sugar. I just had some frosted mini wheats. Well, that just sounds now. just fine and dandy for you. It was great. And I can't like do anything fun. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a really, I'm a real joy to be around right now. <laughs> and wow. I have to go to the doctor twice a week. It's just, it's a thing. Yep. But hopefully, hopefully in four weeks from now, we should we should be announcing we have we have a you baby. keep saying that like it's a good thing and i'm just my life is flashing Here's before my eyes i no longer have to do this by myself in four weeks is the difference you <sighs> now that's when your life starts to suck <laughs> that's true i will share some burden i with had you. to do nine months of this by myself it's true that's true 
10 months if you're really counting. We'll see. I'm not going to make it that long, but. All right. Let's get to. Okay. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about working with buyers in the spring market. In 2023. Because that's what year we're in. And I think we're going to do this every year because every year there is a spring market. It is a thing. Real estate is cyclical. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're taking notes on what to do with a buyer from five, six years ago, what, what are you doing? Things have changed. Yeah. Like if you're listening to podcast episodes of like how, like we did one last year of how to work with buyers in the spring, which to be fair is probably a little bit similar to what we're going to see in this episode. Just a little less crazy. Yeah, we'll see. I, I uh, went through and did some market research and, and we'll be able to give you some like timely data. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, nope. there I am skipping things. All right. What's our first question? Okay. So, I mean, we have to start off with the elephant in the room. What are we seeing from interest rates? This is what everybody is talking about. Our dinosaur is back to manage the podcast. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So what are we seeing from interest rates? Everyone's talking about interest rates and for a good reason, because uh, that's really what drives how much your monthly payment is. People don't think about it. They think it's just the price of the house, but really it's, it's your interest rate. Yeah. It's all, I mean, everything yeah. about it is interest rate. I mean, it dep- lender specific, some things may change with that, but, but interest yeah, rate. I mean the payment on a $400,000 house with a 3% interest rate versus a 6%, seven. Yeah. seven, man, huge difference. So if you guys have been following the news, today is February 3rd, maybe, that we're recording this on. True. And yesterday, the Fed hiked a tiny, tiny bit yep. uh, rates, and they said, you know, this is this is probably going to be the last one, and it didn't go up as much as people were predicting, which means interest rates for mortgages went down. I mean, <laughs> which makes yeah. no sense, really. So I'm sitting here looking at these multicolored funny line graphs that yeah. go this, that, and the other. Uh, and it, it, you know, it looks like we peaked out in October. Sem- yeah. 17th of October, we saw We a peak. saw over seven. Mm-hmm. It was just, it scared a lot of people. And I think that's when we felt a just Well, I think I felt a little bit of a slowdown in the market back in like May, June, July. Summer was not quite as crazy. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of stayed a little bit slow. And then January 1 hit and it was just like when rates took a big dip, everybody started calling us. (laughs) Yeah, we have had, you know, buyers coming out of the woodwork. And I think we mentioned that in the last episode too, that, you know, we're having to kind of adjust kind of what we're doing with our clients because we've been so listing heavy. Yeah. And now I'd say we're at least 50-50 right now. Yeah, I think we're 50-50 right now. If if anything, we're, high, we're, we're more high on the buy side right now. And again, that's not because we're soliciting anybody. It's because people are saying, hey, now I'm interested. Well, it's, it's, it is 50-50 because a lot of these are listings and buyers, listings mm-hmm. and buyers. You know, they're people that are trading yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, so all that to say, interest rates went below six yesterday, which is the first time since summer last year. Yeah. Really? Yep. That looks right. That it's gone below six. Um, so if you are not having this conversation with your clients, any buyers who are like, I'm just going to wait for interest rates to go down, they went down a whole percent in a quarter. And okay. In the last, in, the, in six months, really. And what we're saying is, okay, yeah, things are starting to tick down. And what's happening? Our buyer pool is just blowing up. 
So when people have that conversation with you, when, they, when you get the objection, oh, I'm going to wait for interest rates to go down, you need to sit them down and say, okay, you and everyone else, right? What do you think is going to happen when interest rates start ticking down? All right, inventory is going to start shrinking again. All these buyers are going to come out of the woodwork and prices are going to go back up. Well, and, and talk to them about, you know, I, I know a preferred lender of ours, they, they have a program right now where if you get a loan with them in six months, after six months, you have a free refi with this company. And I mean, that could be really appealing to some people say, look, we think interest rates are going to stay right where they are. I, I, that's what I think. At least I think that they're going to, they're going to hover around six. I don't see there. Yeah. We're never guys. We're never going to see even threes. I think, I mean, I, in a I, while I'm no finance guy. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be, <laughs> but my expectation is five, six will be the norm. Like that is. That's what norm. it should be. I mean, it, the, the twos and threes was just, not realistic. So really it needs to be at five, five and six. And yeah, I mean, you're going to be paying a good bit more. It it is what it is compared Mm -hmm. to a two or three, but it's not like, well, you know, and there's so many good programs out there, right? People are thinking on their feet. You got the buy down program, which we've talked about, you know, you have people who are willing to give you a free, uh, help me. You just said it. A uh, refi? Yeah, a free <laughs> refi. Thank you. I was like, what? Yeah, and I'm working with a buyer right now who's buying a new build. They're using the preferred lender. Lender locked him in and said, oh, by the way, if things drop, we'll just, we'll give you that too. Yeah. I mean, people are being very helpful. Lenders want to make money too. Yeah. So they're they're acting smart. So I think that all to say you need to be communicating with your lenders. If you don't have preferred yeah. lenders, get them mm-hmm. and stay in constant contact with them. Nope. Sorry, she's making me do things. Sorry, I didn't put my phone in focus mode and it's going to drive me crazy. All right. (laughs) So back on it. Uh, So next, what, you know, that immediately falls into next in line, what's going to happen with housing prices going forward. That's the second thing that buyers are going to be asking about. Bingo. Actually, they're probably going to be asking, to be fair, we we are more concerned, I feel like, as agents, even with interest rates, buyers are more interested in how much a house is going to cost. When we need to educate them, it's the opposite. Like, interest rates are the most important part of it because it's what's going to determine your monthly budget. I mean, when people tell me, oh, I want to buy up to $400,000, I'm like, do you know how much you're going to spend every single month? Exactly, because if they were pre-qualified for that a year ago or a year and a half ago, yeah. That's not going to well, be Well, even I had this conversation with a buyer client yesterday. I said, you know, she was saying they do not want to go above 300000 And I said, when was the last time you talked to the lender? And it had been at least three months when rates were at seven. And I was like, honey, sure. you guys can afford more of a house if that's what your budget is. Let's get you on the phone with another lender or a lender and Bingo. talk to them about, mm-hmm. okay, if, if rates at six right now, what does that actually look like as a monthly payment? Because, th- I mean, that's hundred. At least $100 difference, right? Not going to pretend to know off the top I don't, of my head. I don't know. I'm just guessing. It's probably around $100 difference. And if they're very strict on their budget, then right. that can make or break it. So don't just make sure you you really stress that to clients. Um, I had a client recently who got pre-approved for a certain amount and the lender never even told her how much that is for a monthly payment. That's insane. And so I was like, hey, do you know how m-? I always ask that question? How much is that? You know, how do you do you feel comfortable going up to that high mm-hmm. amount because of the monthly payment? And she was like, I don't know. What is the monthly payment on that? I was like, I'm going to murder whoever you talk to. We're not going to use them. <laughs> I mean, that should be the conversation, right? 
I, I think the natural order of things is people live with their parents, then they go out and rent, and then they go out and buy, right? Assuming that's right, they should have an idea of how much they can afford per mm-hmm. month. And that needs to be the leading indicator yeah. or, or the, the leading variable when they're talking with lenders, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the the thing about housing prices is, guys, we can tell you what's happening in our market, but it's going to be different in, in your market. Every market's going to be different. So we've said this before. We'll say it again. Make sure you're looking at the numbers every single month on your market, your MLS, mm-hmm. and updating that so you know. Like, I, I looked at ours yesterday. Our admin, she she made it up for us yesterday, and it looked like, I mean, not looked like our, our average price went down. From, really? Yep. January to January. Nice. In our area. I mean, it makes sense. Year over year. I mean, mean, it makes sense. You know, we're, we, housing prices went down just a little bit, but Mm -hmm. you better believe next month they're going to go back up. I think that with all the action we're seeing is going to. Yeah. I I will not be surprised if next month and then, so February, March, April, it's going to continue to tick up. I'm seeing some multiple offers again. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Um, I just, Pulled up another graph, and it looks like nationally things might have gone down a couple dollars tops. Yeah, right? I mean, they they just stayed steady. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we topped out. The housing prices still rose in 2022. I mean, they topped out at the end of the year where it mm-hmm. just stayed, stayed pretty flat, maybe went down a little bit. I mean, again, from the number in our area, it was a very minimal. I think it was like under 10% decrease and year over year. And that was average. There could have been way less high sales that month. I mean, there's just a lot of variables Absolutely. in that. I would actually look at your median sales price is probably more accurate. I think so. But, okay, so you're working with buyers. That's what we're talking about, right? So you're talking about them about what's happening with prices. You're talking about what's happening with interest rates. Okay, now what are you going to do? You're making offers. How are you going to make a good offer? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we, we talked a lot about this last year and, you know, if you're new to the podcast, I would pay attention to this because this could be really, really key in the coming months. Again, what we're seeing is, I mean, you just have to think of it logically. Interest rates are going down, which means, and there was a statistic going around social media. If you guys follow any of these, like keeping current matters, anything, they have really good data on, you know, a certain percentage of renters who were priced out of the market because of interest rates are now back in the market potentially. And so you've got to see, okay, well, those, a lot of those people want to get out of renting. They wanted to, but they Mm -hmm. couldn't. Now they can. We're going to see an influx, which means there's going to be more buyers in the market. And I don't see inventory going crazy. (laughs) You know, I I, I want to segue for a second. Um, I don't want to work on the assumption that you all were properly trained how to work with buyers. Um, if you, it's a great assumption that I, they were not. I mean, yeah, I think, I think we were about to miss a very important step here. Yeah. If you guys don't know how, or you need to be pre-qualifying your buyers mm. first, so you don't want to be wasting your time. If you aren't familiar with LP Mama, you need to be. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that's a huge, that's a really good point that, you've got to make sure and pre-qualify your buyers. That's a huge step going into this market where there are going to be more buyers out there. Don't waste your time. No, I took a sign call today and I went through LP mama. I just know it. What are the questions I need to ask right away? What are those questions? Location, price, motivation, agent, mortgage, appointment. Like a pro, like a pro. I I don't even have to like 
think, and I don't even think of that. I don't even think of LP mama anymore. I just know in my head, do I have an answer to this question? Yep. And here's, okay. So let me just tell you how this call went today. Got a, got a sign call from probably Zillow and, or some other, I don't know where, where he said he, he saw the listing. So I'm guessing he just decided to call the listing agent. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hey, can I schedule an appointment to see this listing tomorrow? And I was like, um, absolutely. We would love to get you in. Let me, let's talk about it. You know, I was like, okay, so, well, first I actually, I actually just went straight for the appointment right away. Mm -hmm. And then I went into the questions because I'm like, he wants to see this house. Let's figure out what time this works for him. Let's figure that out. I can change my, you know, like I can cancel, cancel it in my mind if it doesn't, if he's not pre-qualified. Exactly. But let's go. So I killed the appointment first. I Mm -hmm. went to the last day and then I was like, so talk to me about, um, are you planning? I always, you always frame the question this way. Are you planning on paying cash or obtaining financing on this? Why would you put cash first? You never want to assume someone has financing and you could offend a cash buyer by assuming that they need to get financing. Some people are snooty. The first time I heard that, I was like, that's so stupid. No one has cash to buy houses. Oh, yes, they do. Turns out people do. And he said, no, um, I am obtaining financing. I'm like, awesome. Have you spoken with a lender? Yes, I have a local lender here that I'm actually working with. I was like, fantastic. And that's something that we can you can dig more into. But I know that he at least knows the steps there. Like mm-hmm. he's already gotten talked to a lender, pre-approved. <coughs> so, um, and then, and he's pre-approved for what the house is. And then, so that, that takes care of price right there. And some of these things I'm not going to dig in as much on the phone because I want to hit the, the heavy items. So the, actually the very first question I even asked him is, are you looking to schedule an appointment for yourself or are you an agent? Because I didn't, he didn't specify. And he said, no, I'm looking to schedule one for myself. So I at least knew he was the buyer. Then later on in the conversation, he explained how, okay, someone, that is living here locally is going to be the one to see the house. And I said, awesome. Are they working with an agent here? He said, no, I'm not going to be working with another agent. So I knew I went twice there because guys, you don't know how many people are going to call because their agent can't be bothered to show the house on the weekend or whatever. And I I have actually had clients do that. They will call me and say, oh, by the way, I scheduled an appointment with with this one listing agent. I'm like, did you tell them you're working with me? They're like, well, not really. I'm like, you can't can't do that. that. Okay, my God. Yeah, well, and that's a, doesn't matter sometimes how much you try to educate clients. They think that they know what they're doing. Oh, some people are just rebellious. Yeah, so anyway, that's why I try and ask it several times because Mm -hmm. someone may not know, like, oh, I have to do it with my agent. I don't know why they wouldn't but someone may not know. Well, if you're not properly pre-qualifying, you may not be properly educating. And yeah. there's, there's all kinds of awful reasons. Yeah. And then motive. So then again, like I've hit the, I've hit the, the items of why I would not show this property to this person tomorrow. Johnny is going to go do it. I typically don't do sign calls. Um, I mean, I'm also a thousand months pregnant, so I'm not, I'm not going to be yeah, doing that. So I, I typically pass those off onto him also because I am the main listing agent on this. So if we're going to double side this, it's better for him to do it on one side and I do it on the other. Absolutely. So I set the appointment up. I said, okay, my husband's going to be the one meeting you there. Um, if you're a woman, this is a good, you know, little safety caveat. Um, I would highly recommend meeting them in a public place and asking for a driver's license. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I told the person who asked me, I was like, well, first you need to LP mom and the tar out of them, make sure they're worth meeting with, then meet them for coffee so you can do a meet and greet. 
And if you have any sketch vibes at all, it's not yeah. worth it. No, not, not worth at all. it. And I mean, just say, you know, this is office protocol. I've got to get a license. I mean, what, what doctor's office is going to take you without a driver's license? Insurance card, all these things, right? It's I mean, you okay. just need to think of yourself as a professional. Every professional is going to ask for a driver's license. I mean, when I went and got a facial the other day, they asked for my driver's license. You got a facial? Yeah, like two weeks ago. You knew I got a facial. Can we go into facial jokes? Stop. Okay, fine, fine. Oh my gosh. Ugh, now this episode's going to be explicit, which we really haven't been doing explicit on our episodes. We really should do that. Uh, I think technically, we really I don't to, know. We need to change that. Um, I just want to like surprise people when they start listening. Yeah, they start listening with their three-year-old and the things that they hear. Whatever, our three-year-old hears fuck all the time. That, that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't know if that means it's the standard. What was it? We were in the car yesterday. Something we about shit. We were coming back from shit. dinner and yeah. I said shit, something shit. And he's really repeating everything we say now. And he repeated it. I mean, we don't even like, we don't even note that he, he repeats it because I think if you give... Yeah, you don't want to recognize it. Because every time, like I said, I call our dog a dumbass all the time. And so one day he goes, dumbass. Like read on that 70s show, and we all were laughing, so he kept doing it and doing it. But we don't, we ignore it. He never said it again. But when he's a little bit older, I'll be like, These are not words you can say, only mommy and daddy can say it until you're an adult, then you can use them. There you go, parenting 101. If you did not know, now you know. <laughs> um, all right, so you've pre qualified your buyer. Uh, this is something that I was also taught, and working with buyers again now, I'm realizing how important it was because I stopped doing it, is when you're talking to them, when you're giving them the buyer's consultation, which if you don't have one of those, reach out to us so we can help you with that. You do need a buyer's consultation. Um, mm -hmm. One of the scripting, one of the pieces of script that you need to be using is saying, usually I can find people's houses in five, uh, I'm sorry, in 10 showings. Okay. I always said five. I'm Why? finding people's houses in five in five houses. Five. Five is great. Why? Why is that important? Well, I, I say that and I say, and don't be surprised if it's the first house we walk into. There you go. You've there got you go. so you, you, you I, I what I usually say is on average I'm showing people five homes before we find the right one. And don't be surprised if we find it on the first one. Because one, that's what you're doing. It happens right? a you're, lot. <laughs> you're trying to find them a house. And two, it sets the stage for don't call me with eight showings in a day. And I'm not going to show you 30 houses. Okay. It gets that expectation yeah. out of their head. Um, I and have, you just have to say, look, you're going to have access to every home that is on the market. People are using professional photography. Now you're going to know exactly what the house pretty much looks like. Once a house checks a number of your boxes, then we're going to go and look at it to make sure it doesn't stink or things like that, mm -hmm. that you can pretty much tell that this house is a nine out of 10 for you. We're not going to go see anything really less than that that checks enough of those boxes yeah. on paper and, and make sure that expectation is set. We're not just going to go look at houses. I'm not, I'm not tour guide Barbie. We are not about field trips. No. But you know, you want to get people in houses. Sometimes you've got to set up four showings because they don't know what the fuck they want. But okay, if we set up four in a day, we should be able to really pin down. What do you like? What do you not like? And, and, and that's the thing is I say, you know, and I always say, can you do one thing for me? Yeah, of course. When we go into houses, I need you to give me really good feedback mm -hmm. because that helps us in the future eliminate houses that we're not going to see. If we go and see a, 
split level home and you say, absolutely, I'm never going to move into a split level after seeing that home, then we're not going to go look at any more in the future. And it helps you narrow down your criteria so I don't waste your time, even though it's really your own time you're protecting. So good times. Our uh, memory card got full and blipped out and we had no idea did that. And so we had recorded like three more minutes of this. It was some great banter you guys missed out on. It was so good. That's why I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? But we are back. We are. We're going to get back on on track. Yep. Back on track. Uh, Reminders on how to make your offer stand out. Yeah. So first thing would, would be to call the agent. Call the agent A before you even go show the property or text the agent. I would say text the agent. Make sure it's still available and there are no offers on it, right? I, I honestly, like I have a listing right now that I've been getting a lot of showings on and I haven't gotten a single text of an agent saying, hey, do you guys have any offers on the table? Is this still available? Well. And I'm like, if it were me, I, I mean, I always, unless it's the first day it's listed, like first day something's listed, you're you're pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to waste your time, right? If they have three or four offers on the table and they're expiring in a couple of hours, scheduling a showing right now is, I mean, for tonight's probably not a great idea. Yeah, if they're not going to wait for an mm-hmm. offer from you. Nope. So yeah, call the agent, one, to get that information, and two, to start cultivating that relationship. Yeah. Um, I have had people reach out to me and say, listen, you're not a dick, so we would just rather work with you. So yeah, yeah that helps. And that an works. agent, honestly, an agent might push your offer over another one if it's a good agent. You had that happen recently where they were like, honestly, we really don't want to have to work with this other agent. Yeah. So if you can get your offer up to this. We're going to accept yours. And they got their and offer. And that's what that, happens. Yeah. And they got it. <laughs> yep. Ethical. I don't know. That was on that other agent. I, I still don't have a, see a reason to not tell people what offers you have because it's only going to encourage people to bid over you. Like, yeah. That one is such a, it's such a gray area. I feel like I have people talk and ask about that a lot. Is like, okay, is, is it bad to disclose what other offers you have? And I think that if you ask your seller, you can do whatever they tell you yeah, to do. You, yeah, exactly. That's the thing is you have to get permission from the seller. And from what I understand, you have to be, you you can't just tell one person. You know what I mean? Like I would tell anyone who asks. If only one person asks, only one person knows. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a gray area, you guys. Look at, I mean, follow what your state guidelines are for that. Some may have stricter guidelines than others. Oh, yeah. No, we don't give any legal advice here. Sorry. Um <laughs> So, and also ask what is important to the seller. Yeah. Um, it sounds crazy, but it's not always price. I think every no. time, every time I ask that, I think it is price 99% of the time, but they may say, but they also need 45 days Yeah. or they may say they can't do any repairs or, or something that's going to help you guide your buyers into making an offer that will get accepted and stand out. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what you're trying to do across the board. Actually. Um, well I'll get to, this is one of the points that we have on there is to make it a clean offer, a single PDF and include your pre-approval and proof of funds. Yep. I was talking with Rosie and not to knock you Arizona people, but she was like, I never, never get one PDF. They always send it in single individual PDFs. Someone did that to me like a week ago and I, I wanted to it. go nuts I on them. I don't get it. It makes your life so difficult. You have to download seven different PDFs. Then you have to combine them because I'm not uploading seven different PDFs to make my folder messy. There you go. No. <laughs> so if you can do that, I think 
I mean, unless someone can DM me and tell me there's a good reason to do individual PDFs for every exhibit. Yeah, if you have a good reason, let us know what that because is. Because right now I cannot find why Mm-mm. anyone would ever want to do that. No. <laughs> so yeah, single PDF, put them in order. Uh, Lizzie taught me to put them in alphabetical order. Um, it just makes it just feels it feels better like <laughs> it just feels better i mean it probably doesn't matter at the end of the day but if i'm going through and i'm and i'm reading an offer for my clients and i get an exhibit f i get an exhibit c i get an exhibit g like i'm going to get i'm going to be like well wh- like it's hard to keep track but if you get a you know and like yeah a is alphabetical order too. So that's, like that's whatever true. is A. And then B. And um, <laughs> no, I mean like <laughs> like in my, my my exhibits based on what right. they say. So like if I have a conventional loan exhibit and then I have like a uh, um, closing attorney acting as holder of earnest money, like I, I put them those in order so that it's alphabetical. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It, it, oh, it just drives me crazy when agents don't do that. So I automatically, like if you submit an offer to me, any local agents that are here listening and it's not an alphabetical order, I'm going to be annoyed with you. <laughs> now, you know, that's a Does pet Does it change peeve. anything for my clients? No, they're going to do what they're going to do. True. True. <laughs> but most agents here do it. They're really good about it. Right. Um, and get, we talked about this pre-qualifying your buyers, make sure they get full pre-approval, right? Yes. Because the listing agent will likely call your lender. That's happened to me multiple times recently. recently. Yeah. We've been seeing that a ton. Well, and it makes sense with interest rates so high and, and going up and down, up and down, up and down. You got to make sure that a buyer that was pre-approved a month ago is really still pre-approved. You don't want to waste your time off market. You don't want to get going down a way that's not going to work out. So if your client comes to you with a a pre-approval from an online big ass lender, tell them they need to get pre-approved through a local lender. We we prefer our local lenders. I mean, a hundred times over. The the interest rate's not going to be that different, if, if at all. But the customer service, knowing you can reach out to that person and get shit done that day, yeah. that makes a big difference. And I would just explain that to them. Say, look, I stand nothing to gain from you working with local lender. It's illegal for me to get kickbacks. However, let me explain why it's so important that we do. Yep. I have them in my cell phone and I can text them at any hour of the day. They will answer us and we will get answers for things. If we choose an online lender, they typically don't work on weekends and it typically takes 24 hours to get a response. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to bash on anybody, but there is a lender that I have a contract for right now uh, who has not responded to anything I have given her or requested from her in like a week, maybe a week and a half. And I'm like, I hate this person. I will never accept anything from this person again. Yeah. I mean, ever. seriously. And that is, I mean, that is a plus as you get working in the industry and you'll see pre-approvals come through with a certain lender and you're just going to tell your clients, look, I have had a horrific experience with this mm-hmm. lender. I would highly recommend either saying you're not, you don't, you're not going to accept this offer because of that or saying, no, we really want you to get pre-approved through my lender. Yeah. Yep. I, I had a complicated one and I said, listen, just get pre-approved through our preferred lender. I don't care if you use them, but I know that she's going to double check and triple check things and it would make me feel a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, another thing you can do is give a really short time limit on everything. So 
your due diligence period, your financing contingency, appraisal contingency. I don't know that we're going to see appraisal contingencies being waived. I don't see that happening. I could be wrong. I mean, things could just go absolutely bonkers and those becoming back again. But I haven't seen an appraisal waiver in probably close to a year now. No, no. Um, But to that, short time limits also make a short expiration term. For yeah, your contract. I've gotten on to you about that recently. You have, and that's why I put it in here. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, and it's smart, right? Give them 24 hours tops to make their decision because you don't want to wait around and then get another offer that's better than yours, right? Yeah. Make them figure it out. Make them make a decision. Yeah, and I mean, if they're like, look, my client's out of the country or like I have to have 24 hours, I have to have 48 hours, like you can adjust it, but go for a short Bingo. answer time. Make them put the pressure on them to answer. I think that's important. Definitely. So last but not least, are we going to go back into any 2021, 2020 craziness? I just, I don't see it happening. I mean, I think that the craziness came from a few things. One, interest rates being stupid low. Mm -hmm. Two, being cash buyers out there. There were a lot of cash buyers that were paying cash and then financing for a stupid low interest rate. And with that being gone, I mean... I just, I don't see that. And with prices having gone up so much well, and that, holding. That and I think that COVID was just an anomaly that yeah. that changed everyone's thinking, right? Everyone in the city wanted to move out and then they wanted to move back. Yeah. And just people were moving all the time. And I don't see that historical thing happening again. Yeah. I mean, I think, drive that. I think that, I think we're going to go back. Well, I don't think we're going to go back to pre-COVID where it was, it was a lot slower. I think we're going to still have some momentum and multiple offers. And I mean, we're moving and shaking. Thank God. If if you're an agent out there that's that has is being slow right now, I think you need to figure out why. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, make sure that you're guys lead generating. We're going to say it every week. You're going to get sick Be- of hearing it <laughs> because it's the one thing that you need to be doing every single freaking day. I yep. mean, it's the most important part of your job. Yeah, if you're not pulling in, I mean, buyers are easy to pull in right now. You're mm-hmm. going to work harder for them. You're going to be showing more properties to them, but. It's I mean, a paycheck, guys. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I've seen commission rates stay pretty good right now. We can't talk about that legally, but they're they're pretty solid. Whereas, you know, we've talked about in the past about how we really like being on the listing side because you dictate what your, what your paycheck's going to be. Right, but because things have slowed down, right? Just overall, I think that's another thing that's going to be driving the buyer side commission to go up, mm-hmm. right? You you have to attract those buyers. So we got to attract buyers agents. Yeah. So I would look forward to that. It's so interesting because I feel like for the past, I don't know, five years, everyone's like buyers agents commissions are going away. Beware, beware. But if anything happens where we go shifting towards a buyer's market, you better believe buyer agent commissions are going to be there to stay unless something legally changes. I mean, something has to like properly legally change mm-hmm. for that to, I think, take effect. But I mean, I wouldn't count on it. Yeah. And I see agents complaining like, what do I, I saw an agent complaining in lab code agents. That's where I get all the drama. And they were like, I, had an agent text me and it was like a $1.5 million listings. And they said, um, why is the commission so low? I'm not going to show it unless you can guarantee this commission. Well, I had a guy call me what? and say, what is this about? 
I'm like, what do you mean? He's, the commission rate. I'm like, he, he asked me, he goes, was that you or your clients? Like, it's always your clients. Yeah, I said, my, <laughs> my clients. He goes, well, I don't appreciate that. Okay. I don't give a shit. I didn't Move even on. ask. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, sometimes we can't get the full commission that we're looking to get. Uh, you've got to be, in, you got to negotiate sometimes. Sometimes we've got to put food on the table. You got to bring it down. That's the truth. We don't like to do it very often, but when you have to do it, you have to do it. Yep. Yep. Babe, I think that's all we had today. Is uh, it? Yeah, that's all I've got. Okay. Well, yeah. we had some really good... I got really heated about something when we lost audio. Actually, I can tell you guys what I got not heated about, but I got passionate about is Go. that we've been learning a lot. I think Johnny and I have been in some unique situations recently. Um, and this is something that you know happens as things get crazy is you are going to be managing emotions. That is a big thing. Yep. And something that you know, I've been learning a lot recently is like, guys, it's okay to go back and apologize mm -hmm. for something. If you messed up on something, owning up and apologizing to whoever the party is that you need to, is it another agent? Is it a lender? Is it your client? Go to them and apologize. They're going to respect you for being like, you know what? Hey, I dropped the ball on this. I should have told you. I should have explained this better, whatever it is. And they're going to respect that. They're going to appreciate it. They're going to respect it. And it's the easiest way, easiest and fastest way to move on from something. Yeah. And to get back in good graces. If yep. you never own up to like doing anything wrong, I mean, I think this is just a life skill. <laughs> I mean, it goes in all relationships that you have in your life. <laughs> I want to make a joke right now, but I shouldn't because we have listeners from all over the political spectrum. Uh, yeah, don't do that, please. I won't. I won't. <laughs> but you so all know. The one thing that we stay away from. Um, so, <laughs> do you have a question well, for us today? Well, not the only. R religion and politics. We don't go there on here. Oh, man. I had a this good one. This is a safe zone. This is a safe zone. This is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, let's get to questions. Question. Question. Did you think of one? Um, I didn't. Okay. I have a question. Okay. Will you watch Alice in Borderland no. with me? It's mm -mm. a no. Please? Ever? I looked at it last night. <laughs> what if we have a bunch of listeners call in and say, you have to watch this. It's freaking awesome. Yes, it's dubbed in their subtitles, but go for it, yo. It's a lot like Squid Game. You like Squid Game. I mean, it's, it's, I did like Squid it Game. It is the same show. It is Squid Game. Then why do I need to watch it? I've already watched Squid Game. <laughs> I, I give up on you. <laughs> I'm so, again, if, if I have to think about something at the end of the day, I have to be in the right mood to, to get do something like that. Well, fine. Whatever. Yeah, That Whatever. was a terrible question. You should try again. Okay. I have another question. Okay. Will you help me do something after this? That sounds real sketchy. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I just need to know <laughs> yes or no. I'm probably going to say no. Come on. Live adventurously. <laughs> live dangerously. Well, I know that our toddler is sleeping, so it has to be something at our house. Yes. Are you going to ask me to clean something? No, because I know that one's not going to happen. <laughs> that's that's a I'll hard say, pass. I'll say yes to it. As long as you're not making me <laughs> clean something right now. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I had a better question today. I feel like that's really boring. Um, I think that my show... I have a good question. Go. What are you doing for me for Valentine's Day? That's a really good question, you guys. <laughs> Hope you're listening out there. Men, you have from the day this drops about a week to figure your shit out. That means I have nothing but time. And if a woman says, 
Don't worry about doing anything for Valentine's Day. She means get me at least something. That's what I thought we were, mm-hmm. we were doing. That's what I thought we were. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you figured that out in six, seven years together. It's, it, well, I... Yep. Yep. Gio tried to help me with that yesterday, and I was like, don't worry about it. She's not going to care. I, You know what? Gio, for being a 20-year-old, he's very wise. <laughs> he said something. You know, it's so funny. He just comes and hangs out at our house a lot. He's one of our agents, and he'll just hang out here. And, like, the other day he was here, and I was like, Johnny, where the heck is this gimbal? I don't know where it is. We're, like, looking everywhere, and Gio's like, hey, Johnny, did you check your car? Sure enough, it was right there. And like the day before that, he like found something else for Johnny. Like he just keeps us. I've got no time alive. for Geo's bullshit. Yeah. No time. Yeah. He's so kind to me too. He's a good kid. <laughs> My Lord. I'm just going to move Geo in here. He can hang out with me and Liam. Liam Ooh. likes him better. Ooh. What? I wanted to say this. And for the three of you that are still listening, we had a listener call us in and we chatted with him over Zoom. And guess what? They live a mile away from us. Oh, yeah, that was funny. How cool is that? <laughs> no, it wasn't a listener. That wasn't a listener. That wasn't a listener? No, she wasn't a listener. Oh. Yeah, no, that wasn't a listener. Sorry to burst your bubble. That was a, it was a, a friend of ours who was trying to connect us with an agent or wanting, someone wanting to be an agent. Oh, cool. But yeah, we were like in the middle of Zoom and I had no clue where this girl lived. So I like, I thought somewhere random in Georgia. I didn't know. And then she's like, oh yeah, I live in Flowery Branch. We're like, we live in Flowery Branch. Where do you live? And we're like, we could literally drive to your house in a minute. That's a true story. <laughs> so that was funny. That was a great story. Yep. Good times. Okay. Well, we shall return next week. Wow. We're going to talk about sellers. Wow. Next Stop it. You're so weird. Why do I, why do I do this with you? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to find a new co-host, but you're about to find a new co-host I for a little am while. I'm going to find a new co-host. I know guys, it's coming. going to have a little interim co-host and hopefully you guys still enjoy it. And hopefully you still won't be back at the end of it. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right, guys. We are logging off for the day. Peace. Hope you enjoyed it. Work with some buyers. Do it. Make some money. And sellers. We'll talk about sellers next week. We will. Make money. Tune back in. Bye. Bye.